What's going on, guys? AJ here back again, bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. And I'm doing a little bit of morning studying, reading, researching, and I'm looking at a a company called Frogo Design or Frog Design. And uh, what they do essentially is they kind of work with organizations and do this thing they call work activation. And essentially what that is, is they do a lot of what I like to call operationalizing employee experience type work. Um, and so I'm going to kind of look over their activation kind of specs and breakdown. I'm going to give you guys some insights, some perspectives, some categories, some things to uh, to think about. Um, I think with the work that I do and how important it is for me to operationalize this work, I think the way they broke this down into a framework is something that should be shared at scale um, for my rock star Heads of people, CHROs out there, you this will probably be an elementary uh, remedial type moment. But for for many, this is something that will be a useful framework for others. Whether it's a you know whether it's a VC listening, whether it's a founder listening, whether it's an internal leader or manager listening, this maybe will be a refresher. And then again, for folks that are thinking about starting a company or just start a company or going through a fast growth phase, I think this will also be super important from a framework perspective and I'll try to do a, a good job of um a good job of baking out kind of some thoughts examples etc while I'm uh while I'm going through this. So the first category they have here is talent. They have behaviors and mindset, people and roles, knowledge sk- knowledge and skills, leadership and learning. And so I think from a um from a strategy perspective, from an operationalizing this work perspective, I think the very first thing is you need to look at the goals that you're trying to obtain within your organization financially. Let's just call it what it is. We're running a company that wants to make money. We're trying to be profitable. Um, the goals that you may have from a branding and marketing standpoint, the goals that, the goals that you may have from a new product innovation standpoint, the goals that you may have from doubling down on a certain product or doubling down on a certain campaign or doubling down on a certain initiative. Um, You have to look at your pure business goals. You have to figure out first and foremost, what are the behaviors and the mindsets that are going to be connected to that goal? But more importantly, not only connected, are going to make those, those goals genuinely and objectively come true. And that's the first question that any heads of people any founder, any manager, any person inside the organization that wants to see the organization succeed, that's exactly what they should be thinking about. So what are we talking about when we say behaviors and mindset? There's a couple of different things here. I'll kind of focus right on the startup market. At times, and this may throw you guys off, but I'm a big proponent of this and I understand it and I have empathy around this. At times, we are super head down, meaning at times, you know, empathy may not be the biggest thing, the biggest, the, the biggest driving behavior, um, collaboration and, 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 you know, respect and generosity and, uh, all these things may not be the biggest behavior and mindset. And look, I'm not a fan of it, but I get it right. And I get it. And so why I brought those kind of negative things up is because when you're thinking about your objective goals, and if you know you're going through a merger, if you know you're going through an acquisition, if you know you're going through um, a new raise, if you know you're a startup trying to scale quickly, those behaviors of empathy, those behaviors of you know being generous, those behaviors of um, you know inclusion, all those things that I know are very, very important, maybe they don't trump 
other behaviors that you may have at that time. And so when you're looking at your talent, you need to determine as a CEO, as a CHRO, as a head of people, whatever the case is going to be, you need to need to determine what are the behaviors and the mindsets we need to have right now going into a certain period of our org. Something that I think I'm a big fan of is adjusting, pivoting, you know, reworking on the dime, meaning you have to react to the to the state of the org. And so with that example I just gave, if you're going super head down because you're going through something where you're you're growing fast, you're going through a merger, going through an acquisition, you're trying to get this new product out, whatever the case is going to be, maybe some of those more lighter, fluffy, amazing, productive type of behaviors and mindsets won't come into place. Again, maybe empathy is not the place here. Maybe generosity is not the place here. Maybe um, what's another kind of one that I'm a big fan of? Maybe inclusion is not a place here. Maybe diversity of thought is not a place here. Those are all behaviors and mindsets. But but that doesn't mean it cannot come back in place at some point. And that's the big tip that I think I want to give is that when you're a CEO, when you're an executive, when you're a manager, when you're a leader of people, you have to realize and know that being flexible and changing and pivoting to the reactions and the realities of the state of your org in any given point is vital. And so if you know your head down and you know that all those variables I just listed are not going to be high driving behaviors, you have to be willing and able and flexible and honest with yourself to say, you know what? We cannot and we should not be this way for the entirety uh, of the next six months here. We are no longer in that phase. We have moved through it. We have moved past it. Now let's live a little bit more into collaboration. Let's live a little bit more into diversity of thought. Let's live a little bit more into empathy. Let's live a little bit, little bit more into these other things. And then you rebake them into the, 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 the pure um, expectations that you set for your managers. You bake that into the way that you go about your work. You bake that into your collaboration practices. You bake that into the way that you analyze your people. You bake that into all those things and you adjust based off the realities. So that's number one. Just based off realities, behaviors, mindset, adjusting those things. Super vital, super key. Second thing, people and roles. I think that's another thing. I think, number one, when it, again, adjusting to the reality of your of your org, different roles coming into your organization or staying in your organization are going to mean a lot more at different times. So I think that's a pretty standard one. I don't think I really need to go into too much detail around that. But I think the one little micro detail that I should go into is I think forever and always there should be an audit around, do we have the best people in the right roles for them to get the most out of them? And so I'm not a big fan a big, big, massive firings or a big, massive layovers, a big, massive restructuring of uh, of your staff and kind of just taking folks out. I'm a big fan of pivoting. I'm a big fan of reworking. I'm a big fan of uh, putting people in the best roles for them to personally to succeed based off of their goals, their passions, their aspirations. And again, I think based off where you are as an owner, as an organization and the goals that you may have, you may be more open or not as open to doing some of that. So I think that's another one. I think uh, if we were to shift over, because they have a lot of different categories here. If we were to shift over to structure and decision decision rights, I think that's another one. And I think I talked about this on my last episode or two episodes ago. Um, there are different times where decision-making rights and restructuring those rights and auditing those rights and analyzing those rights, there are different moments and different times where those things will be, will be more important than others. Again, 
contextual and based off of your organization goals, needs, and desires. And so I think objectively as an example, Again, if you're super head down going through something in your organization where you're trying to close a new deal, you're trying to make things happen, maybe your decision-making rights are super siloed. Maybe they sit super at the top because everyone at the top, based off of design, based off of their background, based off of their skill set, they have the most context. They have the most information. But again, based off of your long-term goals business-wise, as you move past that phase where you needed it to be kind of siloed at the top, maybe you then bake in a little bit more of a learning and development moment and a coaching moment where you give your entire organization in certain departments and categories a lot of context, a lot of variables, a lot of background information so that they can make a little bit faster, more productive decisions. So you can have decision-making rights stretch across the org. So when it comes to talent, When it comes to processes, when it comes to structure, when it comes to timing, all these things are so vital. All these things should be on top of mind as the head of people, as a CEO, as any manager, frankly. The biggest issue, and again, I'm saying this again, the biggest issue that I'm seeing within the organizations today is they stay stuck in their ways. They have a certain behavior. They have a certain mindset. They have a certain core best practices. They have a certain way of going about their work as they are handling their people. Again, when it comes to decision-making structures, when it comes to the reward systems, when it comes to the rituals, when it comes to the environment, when it comes to people in their roles, when it comes to the knowledge that folks have, when it comes to the context that folks have, when it comes to you know information sitting at the top, when it comes to um, technology, when it comes to communication, a lot of companies get stuck in their ways based off of something that they were going through at a certain period of time. And they think that going through that period of time is going to be the state of the org forever. And that's just not the case. There are certain moments along the life cycle of running an organization in a 12-month cycle that are going to change. I've seen organizations change on its dime three times in a year, eight times in a year, shit, three times in a month. There are different priorities. There are different things. There are different complexities. There are different feelings. There are different moments that, that, um, that warrant different behaviors, that warrant different roles, that warrant different people, that warrant more leadership and more training, that warrant different types of skills and knowledge, that warrant an adjustment of decision-making rights, that warrants a different type of workplace environment, that warrants uh, a different set of rituals and a different set of reward reward model. Like Everything that we think of when we look at operationalizing employee experience is not a Let's set it in for the first time forever and we'll keep it here for the next six years, 10 years, 15 years. Everything is up for debate. Everything is up to change. Everything should be contextually audited and designed and adjusted and tweaked based off of two very simple variables. The reactions of your people, number one, because if your people are not bought in, if your people are not excited about what you're putting in place, if your people can't even understand and grapple and wrap their head around these things and get engaged and actually feel wanted and, and heard and, 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 and are put in the best positions, positions to win, no matter what phase you're going through as an organization, it's not going to succeed. So that's why you always hear me push for the employees first. And then the second thing you have to think about, the second thing you have to be very thoughtful of is what are the goals objectively for the organization financially? What are the goals objectively for the organization from a PR perspective or from from a new product perspective or a new partnership perspective? And you have to think about both of those things. You have to audit both of those things and realize and be aware of both of those things 
a lot of times throughout the year, like probably do an audit and a check-in every single month to figure out where are we at right now as it, as it pertains to our goals and our dreams and our aspirations and our realities as a business. And then how are our people feeling about, again, I'll go through it again, our talent, our enablers, our processes, our structures, and then getting into the micro, our decision-making rights, you know, how we shape our organization, our workplace environment, our operating models, our reward systems, our people and roles, our technology, our the data that we're collecting, you know, our language systems, our communication methods, Based off our objective goals as an organization for the month, for the month, October, you know, and November, do we need to change, tweak, adjust any of those things we just listed off slash how are our people going to co-create these things? How are we going to communicate that this change is not forever? It's only for a window of time because it may have people feel a little bit uncomfortable. We may be going a little bit against even our values that we set in place, but whatever the case is going to be. And then how do we come out of that moment? How do we then re-audit, recheck in, adjust, tweak, and move forward? Um, so yeah, these are things that we need to think about at scale. These are things that we need to audit. These are things that we need to process. These are things that we need to really understand. And these are things that need to happen consistently. And so I think my biggest takeaway and my biggest tip around this is think about how you want to activate your organization in these categories And again, I'll give them to you one more time. Talent, behaviors, mindset, people and roles, knowledge and skills, leadership and training, enablers, technology, data sets, um, design language, communication methods, processes, operating models, management processes, management behavior, reward systems, rituals, structure, decision-making rights, shape and specialization around the org design, uh, reporting relationships, workplace environment. Think about those things. Think about those categories. Categories at all times, contextual to the moment of your organization, as well as, and this comes first, contextually to how your people are reacting to those four different sections and the micro categories within those sections. Are they engaged with those things? Do they agree? Do they understand? Are they happy? Are they pleased? Are they disgruntled? Are they upset? What can you do to meet them where they are? What can you do to help them co-create what you do in those categories? And how can we all win? So, um, yeah, those, those are just a few thoughts. And... I'm done. Thanks a lot.